0: This podcast is part of E2C Network, where we share the whole Auburn experience. David Housel said it best, the whole of the Auburn experience. It includes so many different things, includes so many different people and places as well, even outside of Auburn in the city. Most importantly, it's all about sports. It's all about our culture and it's all about our family and because it is always about the Auburn family. you got to have an Auburn family member with you wherever you go, whatever you're doing. And that is very much the case on a podcast called the Auburn Experience Podcast, which we're on. My co-host is here with me as normal. Again, reminding me pre-show of why I despise him some days because he resides in the loveliest village on the plains and gets to experience Christmas there. Austin Scott, how are you doing, sir?
1: I'm good Kyle War Eagle to you. Merry Christmas to you if you're listening on the replay. We are two days from Christmas and I can't believe it's already here. We're talking pre-show too about how it just sneaks up on you uh, once you get here and and uh, it's here and so I'm excited to talk about Christmas and all the things that we've been doing in the lovely village on the plains for Christmas and what Auburn and Christmas can encompass but uh, it's been a busy week my friends, and and, and I'm excited to talk about all of it with you.
0: It absolutely is. Uh, you know, and we have an agenda that we want to hit today with all the many things that have been happening Auburn-wise over the last week or so. Uh, I, I kind of want to go ahead and just jump right into the two bigger things, but let's just talk a little Christmas. Let's get this thing started yeah. off right, because, you know, we're going to probably spend the majority of our time talking about uh, signing day and the West Coast trip. But let's talk a little Christmas right now, since you decided to make me jealous pre-show about you getting to be in Auburn for Christmas. Wh- what are you going to be doing? Like, wh- how, what does it mean for the Scott household? Do you go check out the Auburn Christmas tree, or what are you? What are you going to be doing?
1: Well, yeah, uh, it's been good so far. You know, they they dress up downtown pretty good, pretty early. We I think we've talked about it on a previous episode the Christmas tree and when they light it. Mm-hmm. uh when when students are still on in town and on campus
0: wait they Call don't the, light it when people are not on campus like no, no i just mean the first time the first the time, first time like, gotcha yeah. gotcha yeah. gotcha no it stays lit i was about to say um, the budget must be running real hard if they're uh, yeah. <laughs> if they're yeah. cutting it off when nobody's there <laughs> that's right yeah that'd be
1: that'd be like on the same ticket as riding buses to different uh away games um but anyway <laughs> the uh i think we were talking today too my wife asked me because it the tree is so big but it stays up year round and so i've always found that really interesting that it is that big old tree stays up year round on the on the front of sanford lawn
0: well here's the ironic part about that austin is i forget it's there until christmas rolls around like every time like i I don't know does auburn pull some magic off to, to make you forget that the christmas tree <laughs> is still there on sanford lawn i mean obviously they take the lighting off the decorations off yeah. all of that kind of stuff but you know unless you for me at least i can't speak for you or anybody else if i don't concentrate on it i forget that it's there on a game day or just passing through or if somebody points that i think probably i was there with a relative sometimes it's not an auburn fan they said what's that christmas tree doing out there said, oh yeah that's the wait a minute, why is it there? (laughs) We tend to forget about this thing sometimes.
1: Yeah, Um, it just kind of stays up all year. And like you said, it's kind of, I think it's become just such a normal thing that I'm like you, I don't really think about it until it gets decorated and lit up. Um, I'm now wondering, does the Hanukkah menorah stay up? It doesn't stay up all year. Wait, where's the Hanukkah menorah? Right next to
0: it. Really? Five feet to the right, if you're looking at from the street. Is that normal? Like, had, had, was that always been that way? Or is that a recent addition? It was there when I was in school. So that was what, four years ago, something like that? Uh, yeah, I graduated almost five years ago. We just dated Austin, by the way. For those of you that can are watching the live recording, you can always see how young he looks and how old I look with my receding hairline. But now <laughs> you've just really placed kind of how far apart we are in age. It's not that drastic, but let's be No, honest. it's not hairline hairline alone you know you got you got me be- you know what i wish for christmas a new hairline <laughs> that's what i want santa santa's impressive but i don't know about that kyle it is yeah there's there's miracles can only be worked by gus malzon in his first year back uh twice <laughs> so here let, let let me this kind of make me thinking about christmas and auburn stuff What's something Auburn that you would wish for for Christmas? Now, I'm not talking about oh, you, wow. personally. Yeah, I'm not talking about right. you personally. Like, like what as Auburn the entity? What would you wish for for Christmas? Like for this next year?
1: Um, can we say united fan base? Or is that still too? Miracle? That is that is impossible. Um, we're not again. We're not going for miracles here. <laughs> um, man, that's a good one um you know we're right on the cusp of signing day so uh, you know some big recruits would probably be a good christmas gift um man i don't know is it i, is there I got one you thing. have right off
0: go ahead for every auburn podcast out there and for every anything anyone who's doing something related to Auburn connected to Auburn that's doing video podcasts. I want them to have the spinning helmet like they have in your background right now. That's what I wish for, <laughs> for Christmas because that looks awesome. My fr- I know you've had it back there, but the new yeah. setup I'm loving.
1: Uh, yeah. I've tried to kind of showcase it because it's so fun. Um, that's a good one. That, that is that's a great one. That's lower level than I was thinking, but I like that one. It's actually before. something
0: like tangible, something it's yeah. gonna cost a lot to get all the because let's be honest, we're like one of a not a thousand, but there's so many Auburn podcasts now. Mm-hmm. And so many Auburn YouTube channels and so many Auburn content creators. And we're not even mentioning the ones that are like the official people, you know. By the way, yeah. how's that Harson uh podcast going now?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Is it, I wonder if anybody's gone back and like listened to some of that. It's probably Really interesting to listen to it in retrospect. Here's here's what I wish for as as cool as a concept as that was at the time, and I I like that we were being innovative. I like that Harson was being my Christmas wish for an Auburn Christmas wish is there be no focus on podcast by the coaches yeah. right now? Win when, when yeah. some bowl games, maybe you know have a respectable season, and then we can start talking about doing podcast again.
1: Yeah, I, I think maybe, yeah, maybe focus on, on just getting this thing off to a good start here before we, we worry about the extras. Um, man, that's a great question. I'd, I'd be really interested to see kind of what – you'd get some snarky responses, but I'd be interested to see what hashtag Auburn Twitter thinks of – Oh, Hasht- I got one. No, no, no. What do, got you got? what do you got? What do you got? It's not tangible, um, but, it, but it's what I've been thinking about as of recent days and with our friend Clint Richardson.
0: Oh no don't bring Clinton to this already we're barely into this show when you're bringing no, that no, no. I'm
1: not I'm not asking for uniforms for Christmas okay we okay. we banish we banish all memory we just sprinkle Santa pixie dust for every individual and we banish the words University of Auburn from everyone <laughs> uh, no it, it doesn't happen with recruits it doesn't happen with people to make fun of no one ever
0: thinks of it again and the University of Auburn is gone can can I be honest with you? I don't hate that. Like it, I, 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 listen, 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 Linda, listen. I don't know if you've seen that <laughs> video before, Linda, listen, Linda. Um to me, it's about how you spin things, right? Like the like your little spinny thing in the background of your video. Sure. Um the University of Auburn makes it sound more official and more like elitist cuz you know it's like the Ohio State or the university of alabama all that kind of stuff so like to me that almost makes this sound more elite i, I mean i don't prefer it i prefer us just to be called auburn university but like i see everybody getting up in arms about this and i'm like it could be worse no. right at least they said auburn I can't stand it can't, it's
1: not who we are it's the and see i'd counter what you're saying with the elitist is, is why they say it, but that's just not what Auburn is and who we are. The, the Ohio state university, they get up in arms about, you forget the, the, well, I'm up in arms that people can't figure out what the university I mean, you're considering this school among the people that you're going to spend the next four years with. And we can't even get the name, right?
0: In fairness, in fairness, most universities are the university of blank or whatever. There's, there's more of those than there are Auburn universities, Clemson universities, you know, or, or you have to have a state normally attached to it and Alabama state university, Ohio state university, Tennessee state university, that kind of, you have to have some kind of identifier with that, but if that makes us all the more
1: special, that's what I want for Christmas.
0: There you go. So if that's what you really want for Christmas something Auburn, you could have reached into Santa's bag and grabbed a national title. That was like the easy pick. No. I thought you'd go immediately to too easy, too easy. You wanted unity and peace on earth amongst the Auburn Twitter family. <laughs> like that, it just, it wouldn't even be what it is. The Twitter mob wouldn't be what it is without a little bit of strife and chaos.
1: Oh, but it'd be so, without so many headaches too, Kyle.
0: You know, Yes. I'm not going to argue that. That is That is a fair point. Fair point. I'll, I'll keep that on our Christmas list for this year. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com/slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Let's talk about the West Coast trip for I'm gonna keep people in suspense. They're wanting us to talk about National Signing yeah. Day. We're going to get there. Let's let's talk about this West Coast trip that Auburn basketball just went on. And get ready, folks, because now that signing day is over, you know, the news cycle for Auburn football is gonna slowly start waning. So you better get hyped for some Auburn basketball. Um, if you walked into this West coast trip, meaning a USC game and a Washington game, and your expectations were that you were going to come out undefeated, you're sorely disappointed. Auburn did not have a great game against USC. It was not a terrible game. They shot themselves in the foot, but what a response at the Washington, um, I almost said the Washington University. Going back to our last topic, the <laughs> University of Washington Huskies, uh, their arena, taking them down, and really just sending a message to them. Now, I, I do wish this was a Washington Husky team that was a little bit more formidable. And there's always going to be that debate: who was it more that Auburn was just that good versus them, or are they that bad? But your your thoughts on the, the West Coast trip, overall gameplay, anything that you wanted to mention about it?
1: Yeah. I guess the first one's at USC. Um, and I remember when it got announced people were really excited. That's, I mean, that's very rare that Auburn is a big one. Yep. Yep. Very rare that Auburn USC get to face off in a whole lot of things, including basketball. Um, so exciting trip and, and heavy Auburn contingent at both games, which is just not surprising at all, but still incredible to see. Um, I think though, if you had told me without me having watched the game or knowing the score, final score, that Auburn had twenty-three, I think is the right number, twenty-three turnovers in the game, and it's tied for their fourth or tied for the most in the last four years. Right. I've been like, oh my, I'm like, how how bad was it? Tell me the score, Kyle. And and it was you lose by three. Uh, and so I, that's mind boggling in itself. And I, I know that's going to sound like a moral victory thing, but, um, that's, that's impressive to me that they didn't fold up and they didn't just absolutely get blown out when you give up 23 turnovers to the opponent and had a shot at the end to tie it, you know, get you get the last shot with a heave to tie it. Um, and so, um. It it stinks, and they played a really, really ugly, sloppy game. And you said it best; they shot themselves in the foot twenty three times. Um, but it was just it was just nasty. Um, and and USC played really well. That point guard um, Ellis, I think, just had a phenomenal yeah. day. Um, and so it's that's an impressive team, and uh, and, a, and a tough place to play. And so I, I'm not too torn up about it besides the turnovers and fouling because that's just that it was just horrible it was just absolutely disgusting from auburn's end to bounce back and and struggle in the first half and kind of shake off the rust and then absolutely destroy washington in the second half um is even more impressive to me um you know, I don't know how many people got to watch that game because it was like the Ark of the
0: Covenant trying to find it. My gosh, Pax, I mean, and when you got the feed, I mean, it wasn't that great. No,
1: was... Oh, it was just like in this day and age of we have a way too many, a bajillion options to watch TV these days, it's, and it makes it that hard to find a game. Is it that
0: hard for the PAC 12 network and the SEC network to reach an agreement to feed the feed into SEC network plus at the very least so that you can split it like to me, that's a big win because you're going to get all these SEC fans doing all these extreme things to the Fubo TV thing, whatever I was on. I was luckily on another, um, I'll give them a shout out. The Auburn basketball podcast, Uh, Matt Donaldson. I don't, I haven't met the other ones yet. So I, I don't have their names. But they did a uh, Zoom call where they they signed up for it and broadcast it, not publicly, obviously, because you can't do that, but let us all watch it that way. So that was very thankful for them. Um, but going to these extreme links, why can you not just split it? Because you know that you're going to get this influx of Auburn fans that want to watch these guys play, even if they're a little bit frustrated them from the last game. The ratings, the commercial money that's going to be coming in from that alone, you're going to make bank if you just make it easy on if you make it on easy easy on auburn fans to come they will come in droves physically but also virtually to watch their teams play that's what we do that's part of our yeah. culture so i guess
1: i guess the counterpoint to that is they didn't do it when washington came down here and i'm you know sure they had But that was 12. 4
0: years ago things are much different now sure
1: sure but this is the return of the home and home Yeah. And so I'm, I'm sure that they had trouble finding the sec. Yeah, I know finding the return of the sec network, but in this day, it just, with all these, we talk about media deals and how much money goes into these conferences, getting media deals and how they're always getting re-upped or, or restructured. Um, it shouldn't be this hard to find it. All that said the game itself, they, Auburn came out there, dominated Jani Broom dominated, um, you know, KD Johnson found, found his rhythm late. Wendell Green looks to be okay with that ankle. Um, Trey Donaldson had probably didn't want to leave the West Coast. How said, Trey was. Johnson's um, like,
0: can we play out here all the time, please? Yeah, he's <laughs> like,
1: I'll play on the Pac-12 network. Um Yeah, incredible showing by him and really exciting for what he can be to this team. Uh, I think we've talked about in the past podcasts and coach Bruce Pearl has talked about, we need these freshmen to step up and, and Trey Donaldson has taken that to heart and had an incredible road trip. So um, he's feeling good. I was impressed overall. I think, you know, the 23 turnovers really stinks, but if you told me one and one on the road trip and one is, you know, a single possession loss. Yep. What are you going
0: to do? Well, and and that's the big thing is we're not talking about moral victories here. We're just talking about looking at the context of the scenario here. You know, Auburn yeah. should have won the game against USC, and most experts would have predicted, even in a tough environment like USC in the Galen Center, that you win that one. Right. Um. So you shot yourself in the foot. What's more impressive to me is the response, and and like you said, what we did against Washington, yes, against a lesser opponent compared to USC from you know all the metrics and stuff. But the big thing for me is. You're going to make a mistake as a college basketball team. There's very few that go undefeated. And even the ones that go undefeated, you know, look terrible some nights and nearly, you know, take that loss to ruin their record. It's just the nature of a long season with 30 games usually in the regular season and then who knows how many in the postseason. So right. that in and of itself just lends it to the impossibility of having just stellar play the entire year, especially when this day and age where you're rotating guys in that are here for one and done years that are. You know, maybe transferring it out with a portal, all that kind of stuff. All those things together make it harder to have these perfected teams that stay together for a long time, that make fewer and fewer mistakes because they're used to each other. So, all of that context to there, I'm more impressed with the bounce back than I am frustrated with the turnovers because that is something that can be cleaned up. We all know that Auburn's basketball offense isn't great right now. And we're finding ways to work around it. We just can't do things like we did against USC and turn right. the ball over but you know stepping outside the game i actually really enjoyed this as frustrating as it was to have some like later games and dealing with all the stuff that we've already wanted to complain about we're crotch the old men again austin <laughs> we always find ways to right. crotch. i would like us to do something like this again so my question to you would be if you had to pick the next two teams for us on the west coast and i i will It doesn't necessarily have to be just California, Oregon, and Washington. I'll count like, you know, if there's a team in Montana or in Idaho uh, or, you know, Arizona, the traditional kind of over there, the Pac-12, the WAC, or the WAC's not alive anymore, Mountain West, what would you want on a West Coast trip? Two games.
1: Yeah, I like that. Um, I think that the two that jump out right ahead, and this might be just too easy, but one is, you know, one of those elite programs in Arizona. Yeah. Uh, Tennessee just went out there and played them. Special That'd be a special game, a special place to play. Um, you know, Bruce always talks about the special opportunity um, to play in an arena like that um, with a fan base like that. Um, so Arizona would be one I think would be fun. And then the other one that came to mind would just be Oregon. Uh, I, I don't – I think probably because Washington – You just want to go see Bo Nix.
0: That's all you, – you just want to go see Bo Nix next year. That's all He's it is. Back. He's, he's back, back. folks.
1: Next, next year, he's not a dark horse for the Heisman. He's on the face. Uh, he'll always be a dark
0: horse for the Heisman because uh, he's always he's having a, fun. He, all, uh, and focused. And, and it's the year.
1: <laughs> and he's, Anyway, yeah, before we get on that tangent. Um, but Washington had that crazy weird court. Oregon's yeah. got one of their own. Right. Um, and so I think I thought of them. But they're also, you know, in that same level, I think, of Washington as where yeah. always going to be – competitive in the Pac-12, always going to be able to usually make the tournament and, and have a chance to go far. Um, so I think that'd be a good matchup for Auburn too. And I think a lot of people would be be interested in both of those. So I'm going to say Arizona and Oregon. Um, and then the only other one I thought of, because we just played USC, so UCLA would be okay, a similar so one to Arizona, where it'd be fun.
0: That, that's where I'm going. And I, I'm going to create the, the worst two game stretch you could possibly have, at least by today's standards, and traditionally as well. Like, if you really want to test yourself, have nobody question whether you go out somewhere and really go fight against great teams, UCLA and Gonzaga. That's it. I didn't
1: think about Gonzaga. I'm just saying,
0: like, I mean, Arizona, yes, but UCLA and Gonzaga, right? Like, imagine us playing them this year. Yeah. It would have been real tough for us to get out of there with one win, much less. Yeah, (laughs) that would be nuts. without having a bad game or two regardless i had a lot of fun with that and um hope we'll do something like that again in the future as bruce said on his press conference that there's not a lot of teams doing something like this these days for non-conference games so i'm glad he continues to innovate i'm glad he continues to be a little bit different and it'll it'll help auburn on the court but especially off the court too We've waited long enough. Let's talk about National Signing Day. Mm. Well, technically, technically Austin, it is early signing day, but we treat early signing day now like it's actually not signing day. Before you know it, we're going to have three signing days throughout the year. Right. I mean, technically, we do have that. The other sports have like their signing day now, like November or something like that, I think right. is what it was. I, I even put a video out in the channel on the YouTube channel kind of addressing how many, some of the programs brought in. Um, and I think there was one year too, where like they tried to do everybody together all in the same day. And of course football just takes the cake in terms of exposure and stuff like that. So I'm glad that they spread it out. Everybody's always going to be super interested in football recruiting and the obsession that is with that, something that I'm glad that I kind of broke away from to some degree. Obviously I have to stay connected with it for what I do here, but boy, howdy. Um, we, I try to always stay away from hyperbole and not just act like, Oh, this is the greatest thing ever, but right, I don't know what else can do. We can, Hugh freeze can do to win some support from you. If you are a detractor of his, with what he pulled off in basically two to three weeks on the job from a class that was depending on where you look 60 fifties to in the teens at one point, I think now it kind of averages out about 20, but we're not, it's the early signing uh, day and period. So there's still a couple months left to go. The fact that we got up there and I had, uh, I was on a guest of another YouTube channel he was even at his first question was, Wow, when I looked at the rankings of one at one point this morning and saw Auburn Auburn, I had to ask what happened. <laughs> so uh your thoughts on signing day, uh, what what's your impressions of it?
1: Yeah, that, I mean that's the biggest thing everyone's been saying is how in the world did they pull this off in three and a half weeks? And nobody's saying that this is an, an incredibly elite class. And Coach Freeze even said it started his press conference. This isn't even where Auburn he expects Auburn university football to be in recruiting right but for them to hold it together and and you credit Cadillac you credit Trevon Reed you credit Zach Etheridge all the guys that we've been talking about and, and you know guys who aren't even here anymore who've been let go from their jobs that held it together to be able to to pull in a class like this and convince guys that Auburn's still a place they need to be um wow just wow and and in every area you know it's not just like the defense will be always be fine at Auburn, so, so it'll be okay. It Doesn't matter who the coach is, mm-hmm. offense, defense, special teams. Um, Auburn, Auburn got great guys and flipped them from other people. And, and yeah. don't let anybody tell you that.
0: Oh well, they didn't want those guys. It's, it's always a storyline. And, and listen, we do it. The, there's people on our side that do it the same way. Sure. We didn't. Want, I, I I hate. I'm so tired of that argument. Acting like we it's didn't ridiculous. want them. Like I was disappointed that Keon Jenkins, the quarterback commit. You know, decided to leave us. Like, not because I thought he was going to be our next starting quarterback, but because, like, I hate seeing guys that decide I want to be a part of Auburn, but then feel like it's, you know, not the best situation for him. I completely understand why he went. New coach came in, another quarterback's brought in, probably another transfer quarterback coming along the line here at some point with that space yeah. opened up. So I understand the kid. So, but I, I did, I hate this mentality of like, well, you don't want him anyway. Yeah, you did. You just didn't want, yeah. you don't want him now. Sorry, I didn't want right. to get on my soapbox. This okay. is this is what recruiting does to me. It makes me a grumpy, crotchety old man. Uh, Except well, it, yesterday,
1: it's, it's not the only thing. But but that's okay. <laughs> we 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 own that. Um, but I mean, flips from Ohio State. Flips from um,
0: help me, Kyle. Florida State. Flips from um, Tennessee.
1: Yes, Tennessee.
0: Texas, Texas Tech. Um, Arkansas. Arkansas. Arkansas, I'm I'm missing some others here as well, I know. Ohio
1: State with Kyan Lee is the biggest one that kind of everybody was waiting on at the end of the day. Obviously, yes, it would have been absolutely great if Tony Mitchell would have flipped from Alabama. And it it didn't happen, you know, and and the two kids from Montgomery, everybody knew which way that was going and still had hopes. But to be able to pull off a class like that and have opportunities with those guys – like I said before with basketball, I'm not trying to be the moral victor, but given the context and the scenario around this coaching staff and what's going on this season, um, and with another signing day still to come, yep. uh, it's impressive. And so I, I commend them 100%. I can't wait to see kind of how they fill it in at the next signing day and then uh, and then raid that portal and just to go get what you can get. Um, and it, it, it's exciting. Yeah, I think a lot of people – we're excited about uh, Auburn recruiting period and signing day more so than the last few years, um, and so that that's that's always good to see is just excitement about Auburn, no matter if you're a recruiter junkie or not.
0: There are a couple of big things from uh, yesterday. I want to point out. I, I know we're talking more high level stuff rather than specific things about particular players and things like that. But um, you have a you had coming into the day. Well, let me just talk about what you had after uh, twenty one commits. Uh, when you count them all up, 20 of them are now signed. That's counting Rivaldo Fairweather, who was the tight end transfer. That finally today sent in his, I, I don't know if there was a reason behind that or whatever, but it's in today. The only one is Jeremiah Cobb and all indications are we're fine with him. And he's going to sign in February. Like he's always planned to. We'll see what happens. Right. Always. Never, always. Doc, never uh, count your what chicks before they hatch. Is that the state? That's right, yeah. I feel like I'm from South Carolina talking about chickens, but um, <laughs> So that is a storyline out of this taking care of the areas that you needed to like this was a uh, every year you're trying to fill needs right but this was a year of like restarting and finding a new foundation and I know as Auburn fans we're tired about that talking about this type of stuff, you know about building something building something we want it to be built. But this is what happens when you make a transition. And he is truly – I hope people will see that the patience required. You see him laying the foundation for people giving him that grace and time to work his system. Here's the other thing. We we know that Hugh Freeze can recruit. We know that Hugh Freeze can recruit in the SEC. We have yet to witness Hugh Freeze in the SEC when the transfer portal operated the way that it does. Now, that's not me sitting here saying that we're going to just – have the most incredible transfer portal ever, but give the man some time, see what he can do. We know he's a guy about relationships. I mean, I loved in this press conference talking about who had the best cooking. Like that's, yeah, that's the stuff I like to hear, frankly, more than, Oh, I thought this guy can run really well, jump really high. That's the stuff I love to hear.
1: Yeah. Because that's what it comes down to is, is relationships. And and you don't want to, I don't want to say, make it sound like you're selling a kid on just to get their signature. But these kids, it's more than just about ball. They need to trust you. Their families need to trust you. How many times do we hear about kids and their parents differing on where they need to go or, or mom having a I need to wait. I can't commit until my mom comes down there and meets you or comes to see campus. Like it's, it's a whole family thing. Um, and so I agree for him to prioritize those relationships and then, and then talk about it is, is big. And I think it'll serve him well. It'll serve Auburn well. Um, and and like all everything you said about the transfer portal, I completely agree with. I, Auburn's already been tied to some of the big names in the portal. Right, there will be a whole nother wave after some bowl games, um, and and this thing is we all we already know this the portal thing is constant. It it doesn't stop, and it'll always be people looking in there and seeing who might go in there. And so um, I'm excited about the recruiting in general, whether it's high school or transfer portal with the staff. And I've been pretty impressed with them so far and, and the results show it.
0: Uh, to round out who, what names from this group excites you the most? Uh, do you have someone that's kind of like a person that maybe you're interested in that maybe not a lot of people are looking at or just, in, just names that you'd like to mention one or two or however many you got. Uh, I think the, the, the loan transfer or not loan. I'm sorry. The, the, the,
1: Tight end transfer, Rivaldo Fairweather, uh, intrigues me a lot. I think that his body type and his way of playing the game is something we can see with Hugh Freeze has had success in in the SEC. Evan Ingram was his big tight end at Ole Miss. um, Had a lot of success with him. He's still playing in the NFL. um, So I I really like that. Um, I'm trying to think about a high school kid. The kid from Ohio State is one I really like. Kyan Lee and Sylvester Smith, both Kyan's a defensive back. Sylvester, I think, is a safety. Um, both of those guys, I, everything I read about them or hear people tell you about them is they're just old school, love to hit. Um, right. I, I'm all about you laying some licks. And so I, I can't wait to see those guys. That's the other thing is these guys, you know, I think people with high school recruiting, we forget about them, unless it's an instant impact guy. Like, we all do right. Tanks Bigsby was Bigs, 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 coming in and running the football day. <laughs> I mean, how they could got, you not look at ag- the dude? Exactly. A lot of these guys are high school, and then they get in a collegiate weight program that builds right. them up. Those two guys are already really big guys, and they love to hit. I can't wait to see them put some weight on and go after some of the SEC receivers and running backs. Um, so, it, it's it's going to be a good class, I, I think. And <laughs> I was going to say this, and I realized what the reference will be to. I don't think we're done yet, and and I think that that's going to be what we all like to ask Trevon now: is Are we done yet?
0: I I, I think I, I think we're not done yet.
1: We're not done yet. And I so, just sent him um, a
0: message yesterday. I just said, Trevon, do I even need to ask? He just mm-mm, mm-mm, just mm-mm. that's all I yeah. get back. <laughs> His I feel like
1: so many ask him now, but but it's what everyone is has believed with this coaching staff, right? And it's proved to be
0: true. They 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 keep bringing them in, so it'll be exciting. A lot of exciting names. We're not done talking about them here at E2C Network. There will be a lot of content here on the YouTube channel. I'm sure the guys on the No Huddle Show will be giving their impressions on that. So if you love recruiting want to hear more about this class discussion, this is not the last place and the last opportunity on E2C Network. You will be able to hear us talk about it. We have a whole reaction show to that, uh, you know, video after video and more to come still of breaking down each of those commits at the time, now signees. So Again, while we are not a primary area for recruiting, it is plenty to talk about right now, so we will do that. Uh, Obviously, wanted to hit that top before we go. Before we sign off, though, I want to mention this for everybody, and we want to start off um, this closing by wishing everybody a Merry Christmas, a Happy New Year, Happy Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, whatever you celebrate, Festivus for the rest of us. I don't know what it is. I hope, <laughs> I, I listen. I hope you celebrate Christmas as for me personally because it's the most important thing in human history, and it's the most important gift that was ever given. I, I won't go bore everybody with that that doesn't believe that, but I think you know Austin and I well enough where we stand on that, what our beliefs are, and why we know what the reason for the season is. So I hope that you'll celebrate that. If not, uh, find out why that's the most why this is the most wonderful time of the year and why we celebrate it. Uh, Also with it being the holidays, we will be off basically for the next two weeks. Uh, So usually we do these on Sunday nights for live recordings at nine Eastern time, weird night tonight, Uh, obviously trying to work around the holiday schedules, but basically I think it's Wednesday, the fourth. No, actually, it'll be the, the first Sunday. I don't know why I said Wednesday, the first Sunday after the new year, uh, we'll probably be back. Yes, I think we will. So just like hang on. A- if you love the Auburn Experience podcast, we will uh, definitely be doing more as soon as we get through the holiday season. Austin, as always, it's great to have you here. I appreciate you. You are the greatest little Auburn Christmas present I can ever get. <laughs> well, thanks, Kyle. Same for you. And uh, I hope you
1: get plenty of Auburn uh, themed Christmas gifts. And uh, yeah, Merry Christmas to all and to all, a War Eagle.